Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. You know what? It's my mistake. It's my mistake. I've been so focused on the fact that Joe Biden is clearly falling apart right in front of all of our eyes. His last couple of press statements, his last couple of press conferences, it's been brutal. His not only just his age showing, but whatever the story is, on full display for the world to see. It's a dangerous moment. And it's a dangerous moment when you realize there really is nobody of any level of competence to replace him. Isn't that right, Vice President Harris? <laughs> That's what we thought. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. My problem is, what about the rest of the chain up and down the line? Uh, The Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, she had a a, a press conference. The Speaker often uh, discusses things going on and has her own uh, press conferences, and she had one. I'm going to share with you now a clip from that press conference. And I want you to tell me, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669, I want you to tell me what she's saying or whether or not this is something that in any other political party we would say, my gosh, what's happening here? Maybe I have it wrong. Maybe it's just one of those things that happened a little tongue-tied, whatever the case may be. You tell me. House, it's the McGovern bill. It's a stronger bill uh, than the uh, the. It is it's a bill that we could have freestanding, or a bill that is in the Eagle Act that is part of the um, the um, uh, Mr. The Foreign Affairs Committee, Mr. Kendrick Meeks. No, <laughs> Gregory Meeks bill. Kendrick, we're, we're all. Uh, we're all very sad about losing Carrie Meek this this week, so I referenced her son. But the chairman uh, Meek's bill in the um, in the House, so we will have that. But you see, in a, def- a defense in a bill, whether it's in the we whatever that thing's called that they have in the Senate, or in a DOD bill, the Senate does not have the right to have a revenue or an appropriations matter. You tell me you feel confident. Go on. I dare you to tell me you feel confident. Twitter at Tony Katz. Tell me it's all going to be okay and that it's fine and that it's just nothing. It's no big deal. Oh, Tony, you're just overplaying it way too much. Holy crap. It is one thing to get tongue-tied. It's one thing to two people with the same last name and you confuse it. She did it all. That was near 60 seconds of I don't know what's happening. Flat out frightening. If one were to ask me. Why do we act like somehow this is all normal? Why do we act like this is all somehow rational? You you want to hear Speaker Pelosi 
talking about the Supreme Court, talking about abortion as they were yesterday, hearing your arguments on the Mississippi case? Sure, happy to. And codification of Roe is the strongest weapon that we have to blunt these restrictive anti-woman state laws. Now, we don't know what the decision will be from the court, but from what they have said about not respecting um, precedents and stare decisis, all of that uh, is, is troubling. And what they have said about sometimes I think they need a session in the birds and the bees uh, for some of the kinds of statements that they make. I say that as mother five, six years. They need a lesson on the birds and the bees. Abortion kills something. There's the lesson. Now what? Now what? Mother of five. As if that gives you any bit of understanding about this subject at all. What if someone is unable to have children? All of a sudden they can't understand abortion? They're not able to have children. Are they not the same woman you are? It's gross. This is considered leadership. Also, let me be clear, you're going to hear a tremendous amount about stare decisis. Stare, which is spelled like stare, and decisis, D-E-C-I-S-I-S, which is the idea, uh, a principle that precedent should determine legal decision-making in a case involving similar facts. The argument they make about Roe versus Wade is that, of course, Roe versus Wade should be the law of the land because Roe versus Wade is the law of the land. And if you therefore change Roe versus Wade, you're saying that it's no longer the law of the land and you're not following precedent. As we discussed yesterday, man, uh, judges don't want to be overruling other judges. They don't want to be changing these kinds of things. And certainly there is an argument to be made about if, if you're going to take a look at a case, you may have to look at what has changed. And therefore, maybe that changes where the, the decision that was. But the decision that was, 1973 Roe v. Wade, was a bad decision that cre- took, found a right in the Constitution that doesn't exist. They were just wrong. They were political then and they were political now. You want the politics? Have you heard Justice Sotomayor? Oh, my gosh. You know, I shared this yesterday, but it's clear I didn't have uh, the, 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 the quote perfect. Because when she's comparing a fetus to spontaneous acts by brain-dead people, Man, when you have the, the proper quote, it sounds worse when you hear it in her own words like this. Hooey. Virtually every state defines a brain death as death. Yet the literature is filled with episodes of people who are completely and utterly brain dead responding to stimuli. Um, it, there's about 40% of dead people who if you touch their feet, the foot will recoil. There are spontaneous acts by dead brain people. So I don't think that a response to 
by a fetus necessarily proves that there's a sensation of pain or that there's consciousness. Oh, my. That's a very, very dark view of life. That is a very dark and diseased view of life. That's a very, hey, human experimentation is fine view of life. Well, brain-dead people can also react to stimuli because the nerve endings do, and they're not alive, so uh, why should we think this fetus is alive? In my view, as she discusses that and the idea of changing Roe v. Wade is, is, it, it will create a stench on this court, that's impeachable. You give me a Republican president, a Republican Senate, I impeach Sonia Sotomayor. I remove her from the court because she is not in the business of jurisprudence. She is not in the business of adjudication. She's in the business of voting, and she votes based on whatever the political left wants her to do. That's who she is. That's madness. And, you know, all this is is not the stuff that I was going to start with. I wanted to start with Omicron. Not Omicron. That's something different, Joe Biden. It's It's not Omicron. Did you not hear Joe Biden? I heard him, but I just don't think he was okay. I don't think he was well at that moment. So, 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 there, so there's that. It's, it is Omicron, not Omicron. But neither here nor there. I was going to start with that because Biden's going to speak today. Biden's going to speak today, and the, the thrust of what he's getting at is the steps to combat COVID-19, new aggressive steps to combat COVID-19. I'm telling you, this guy's going to screw up holiday travel. I have absolutely no doubt. Everybody is will say the same thing. He's going to wait until after Christmas and New Year's. He's not going to do anything right now. I have no faith in this guy at all. I have no belief that he is rational or the administration is rational. Jen Psaki, White House press briefing uh, that went on, did you hear this, Jim? Holy mackerel. And so when a huge group of criminals organizes themselves and they want to go loot a store, a CVS, a Nordstrom, a Home Depot, until the shelves are clean, do you think that's because of the pandemic? I think a root cause in a lot of communities is the pandemic, yes. Go ahead. That's an ignorant administration. That is an ignorant Ignorant administration. If, if they will believe that people are looting because of the pandemic, why would I think that they wouldn't screw with Christmas travel? I, I've, I've already let my parents know. May, world Drive. Yeah, the whole trip is going to get cut short. 16 hours. Wait, 16 hours is 19 hours. Either way, it's awful. I am not down for that. There is no minivan comfortable enough. So yes, I do think they will screw with travel. The plans 
are uh, to, as we expect Biden to say, um, with this ban that he already has on some travelers, require uh, a negative COVID-19 test within 24 hours of flight, regardless of vaccination status or nationality. So uh, to to any places that was looking to get tourists, uh, that's over. It was within three days of their flight. Now it's within 24 hours. It will come that they will require American citizens to be fully vaccinated. That's coming. Irrational people with irrational minds who hate the citizenry. I feel this way about a lot of CEOs. I mean, I think it's hate. But maybe it's not hate, maybe it's fear, and the fear just plays out as hate. They've got their own internal fears, and they wonder why other people don't have these internal fears, so they're going to do these things because they're afraid, and they think other people should be afraid, so they have to help them because they're not afraid, because they're not doing the thing, because they don't have any fear. Everybody who is going to get vaccinated has already been vaccinated. We know this. Slowly, other people will get vaccinated. That'll happen over time, slow matriculation. But Biden will get to the place where you have to have a vaccine to be on an airplane as a United States citizen. He's going to get there. Guaranteed or your money back. And I don't know what other thing he's going to go for. Irrational stuff. We have an administration that's not well. That, that, that doesn't have a mind. That doesn't have a value system that plays and preys on fear, and then when asked a question, a group of criminals organize themselves and they go to loot a store. You think that's because of the pandemic, and Yansaki says yes. That's that you are either a liar or you are ignorant. I will say I like how Peter Ducey answered or asked that question because when he talks about a group of criminals organizing and Gensaki isn't going to refute that they're organized crime. That's how they should be prosecuted. They should be prosecuted as organized crime. The FBI has no problem going after three or four Italians on a street corner who want to figure out the price of concrete. Go after 30 kids who put on ski masks and take crowbars and steal from a Nordstrom. They organized. It's an organized crime family. What's the matter? Are not enough vowels for you to make you happy? It's an organized crime. I love this. I had not considered it, but I'm totally in. I'm down. Oh, this is where I'm going to be forever. I want Rico predicates coming down, people. You know I'm right. And you know they're wrong. And they're wrong about how they they run a country. They're wrong about how they're dealing with COVID. They're lying about why we have uh, these radical crimes, these these mass uh, uh, thefts. And we have Supreme Court justices who want to go down the line of a fetus isn't really alive. No, no, no. No, no, not even not alive, because that's a question when life begins. The same as a dead person. They asked me why I'm not a Democrat. I just gave you so many of the reasons. I'm Tony Katz.
Remind me to share with you the LeBron James tweet. Just just remind me, and I will get that done. Stacey Abrams running for governor of Georgia. It, does she call it running for re-election? Because she, she still thinks... Uh, she, she still thinks she won. Like, she will tell people that she won, that she is the, the rightful governor of Georgia. It's, it's spectacular. I'm really, really interested in how this plays out. Because I don't think Governor Kemp is as popular as he might think. And I don't know how many primary challenges he may get as a Republican. I don't know what other Democrats are going to say, hey, uh, Stacey Abrams, you, you had your shot. Step aside. I would say amongst in, in, in Democrat circles, she is rather popular. They see her as 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 a fighter, et cetera, and, and so I, I think that she she does rally. Uh but that would be the progressive. I don't know if she rallies Democrats. And then you've got because it's Georgia, right? You have you have Herschel Walker running for the Senate. He's running as a Republican. So does that give a coattail to Brian Kemp, the governor? Or are those people MAGA voters and they're not going to vote for Kemp, but they are going to vote for Herschel Walker? In which case, there would be people who would be actively saying, I'm not voting for Kemp, which means there should be a primary challenge. That, that's what it says to me. But I think what's happening in Georgia is going to be one of the more interesting, interesting races out there. I think for for uh, a lot of other states, things don't get interesting until 2024, certainly in that presidential. And then there are more gubernatorial races. There, I know in my beloved Indiana, it's going to get interesting. You have a Senate seat up and a, a governor's race. And there's this idea that the senator, Mike Braun, and the governor, Eric Holcomb, might try and do a switcheroo. That Holcomb will run for Senate and Braun will run for governor. I live here. I'm a no. Either way you want to look at it. And they're not all bad people. It's just I, they're, they're, I've seen things. I'm like, no, it's not going to fly in, 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 in both ways. Just not going to fly. Not going to do. Keep an eye on that Georgia race. It is interesting. The Canadians, they are giving us a warning. I've got that story coming up. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. Chris Cuomo wants you to know he he understands why he was suspended from CNN. He still has his show over there uh, at, at, at uh, POTUS Channel on Sirius XM, which you know, I got to tell you, I've been asked a million times, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, uh, why don't you go to, to, to satellite? I don't think that's something you just go to. Right, I have friends who are on uh, uh, Sirius. Stacey Washington is on Sirius Satellite. Uh, I haven't spoken to him in forever. David Webb, wonderful dude, uh, is, is is on Sirius. I, I I think he's on the Patriot Channel. I think that's where he where he is. Um, it, it just, that that opportunity never came came my way, and I actually never sought it out. I'm not, I'm not anti satellite, but it, it's not it's not how radio works. Me, meaning that you don't just decide, hey, I'm going to put the show here. That's not how it. That's that's not how it goes. That's not that's not how it, it builds. And 
And I I feel actually rather confident in the, in the radio base that I have. It's it's the other places that I think needs to get built up. So very very much. I had actually contemplated doing a third full time show. That, uh, producer I doesn't even know this story. That was a very very serious contemplation in my life um, a couple months ago. Like really dug into it and just the answer is there is only so much time and it would it would I think it would hurt what I do. And so I, I didn't do it. Meanwhile, Chris Cuomo still gets to be there, even though he was a, he's clearly a liar, was doing something that had no ethics whatsoever. So he understands why he got suspended for aiding his brother, the former uh, governor, the disgraced governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo. And lying to his audience. Hey, everybody, it's Chris Cuomo. Let's get after it quick note about the obvious i've been suspended from cnn uh do me a favor cut the music thank you uh you know this already uh it hurts to even say it uh it's embarrassing but i understand it and i understand why some people feel the way they do about what i did I've apologized in the past. I mean it. It's the last thing I ever wanted to do was compromise any of my colleagues and do anything but help. I know they have a process that they think is important. I respect that process. So I'm not going to talk about this any more uh, than that. So for right now, let's just get after it. And there's plenty to do on that score. Have I ever said get after it? Have I ever said let's get after it? Cause, cause if if I have, I I really want to apologize, cause I didn't know until that moment that he says that, and how bad that sounds. I guess if you say it every now and again, it's all right. If you say if you're if like that's your thing, it's like Dan Rather saying courage. What the, what the hell? It's embarrassing, and you understand it. Do you? You used your power and your prestige and your position to try and disgrace women who were making a claim against your brother. You you understand it? It's only embarrassing? My gosh. I, I, I want to be able to one day have that level of hubris. Really and truly, I, I want to be able to just have such a, a, a an incredible ego, a, such an absolutely insane ego, that was weird, that I'm able to simply, like, like look at the disaster I've created and be like, whatever. Whatever. Uh, that's somebody else's problem. Incredible stuff. Incredible, incredible stuff from Andrew Cuomo. I'm sorry. Chris Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo just let senior citizens die. We seem to have forgotten that part. There was a tweet from David Hogg. It applies. It really does. David Hogg is one of the students from Parkland, uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And when that horror show took place. By the way, the stories out of Michigan and the school shooting there, I'll get into that in the next hour. Producer Ari, remind me to get into that in the next hour. Oh, 
literally, uh, we have um, investigators saying I, I there's no possible way to explain to America what actually happened here. It's There's no way to explain the surveillance video. It's just too ugly. I'll get into uh, the story and, and, and what we know. When the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas happened, I took a very, I think, rational position, but it seems um, it seems that, that, that others uh, did, didn't follow. I said, these are kids, and I'm not about to get into a fight with kids. I'm, 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 I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to sit here and scream at children. Well, I will recognize that they are absolutely being abused by their parents and by adults. All the times Alison Camarota and others had David Hogg on CNN, all the times they allowed them to push this anti-gun rhetoric, all those times, they should be ashamed of who they are. CNN, despicable in that way. They So we understand each other. It was an abuse. It was an abuse of these kids. CNN is guilty. David Hogg's parents are guilty. But then you start hearing some stories about David Hogg and some interviews he did. And you're like, this this kid's a jerk. He once did a, an interview where he's like, look, we, we, we just know more. It's like when your parents are trying to figure out an iPhone and you're like, just give me that blanking thing. I'll do it. Because they don't know how. When you see and you realize that, that so many have taught their children to believe that they know more and you, 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 you have this indoctrination that's taken place that has told them that your parents aren't just, they just don't know anything. Your parents are taught history wrong. Talk to parents who have college students who their kids come back hating them. That is, that is not anecdotal. That is a thing. The indoctrination so palpable, so damaging, so real. They come back saying, yo, you were taught history wrong. You don't understand your privilege. The, the, the levels of hate and it goes all the way around. And I believe that a, that a fair part of that uh, comes from not paying attention enough. Now, some parents, they, they feel they've done their, their level best and just still they've, they've got these problems. And it is, it is horrific. You got to be very, very careful where you select to send your kid to college if you send your kid to college. As I have said, and you know, I used University of Michigan as my all-purpose because I, I've, I've seen what University of Michigan is, is putting out. And I wouldn't say this is 100% of the case, but I'd say it's too much of the case. If you send your kid to University of Michigan, you hate your kid. I know, I know, they win football games. All the best to Mr. Harbaugh. But my gosh, I mean, I guess you could replace University of Michigan, University of Michigan with Berkeley, Boston College, Oberlin. Oh, you definitely hate your kid if you send your kid to Oberlin. Can I say that? Can I put that out there? But I never, ever went after David Hogg, no matter how ignorant his positions, because he was a kid. It was the parents I was disgusted with. When David Hogg turned 18, David Hogg was responsible for himself, and he still wanted to engage in the politics and be in the, in, in the public sphere. He is fair game. And then he got to go to Harvard. He didn't earn his way into Harvard. 
I can point to you if, if you gave me an hour. I could point to you. To, I could point you to a thousand Asian kids who all earned their way into Harvard and didn't get the chance because of the bigotry of Harvard and because they let in total ignoramuses like David Hogg. Because they wanted a David Hogg. Oh, he'd been through so much. Oh, he had fought for all the right causes. What right cause? People who are opposed to the Second Amendment aren't in favor of right causes. They're in favor of some of the ugliness that leads to totalitarianism and fascism. What a what a remarkably ignorant position. You would literally have to be Beto O'Rourke saying abortion is health care to find a position as ignorant as uh, the Second Amendment is the problem. Oh, wait, Beto O'Rourke actually said that? The former congressman, failed political candidate uh, for Senate and for president, now running for governor of Texas, actually said abortion is health care. Uh, one should ask, for whom? But neither here nor there. David Hogg is basically Beto O'Rourke with less skateboarding skills. David Hogg has put himself out there politically again and again, and it's just pure, raw, unadulterated ignorance. The latest, I'm right, I've, I've set up the scene. David Hogg was off limits. David Hogg is no longer off limits. David Hogg tweets out, the filibuster is killing our republic. It's killing our right to vote. It's killing our children. It's killing our planet. It's killing progress. It's time we blanking abolish it. The filibuster. When Republicans get control of the Senate again, they should immediately move to abolish the filibuster based on what David Hogg said, utilizing that as their slogan and demand 100 votes. And anybody who is opposed to it hates David Hogg. That should be how Republicans handle this. Now, Republicans are the party of stupid. They don't know how to do anything. Me, I, I, I'm fine with the filibuster. I'm absolutely fine with uh, the, the, the filibuster. But do you know how ignorant you have to be to say this? This is what they teach at Harvard. A Harvard education ain't what it used to be, baby. I will pay somebody right now $1,000 that I take out of Ari's paycheck, if you will tell me how the filibuster is killing our children, 833 got 833-468-8669. $1,000, you got to be able to prove it. You got to be able to show that a child has died because of the filibuster's existence. I'll wait. 833-468-8669. Twitter, Tony Katz. Let's go. Show me how the filibuster is killing our planet. They can't pass the Green New Deal or they can't pass some other thing and, and therefore that's, that's why the planet's dying. So it isn't anything that business is doing. It's, 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 the, it's just the filibuster. It's killing progress. The Green New Deal is not progress. It's a giant step backwards. We're going to go back to the days of just, you know, candlelight. When you are the David Hogg type, you have been told every step of the way how smart you are and how good you are and how decent you are and how important you are. And you know what the problem there is? Eventually, you start to believe it. By the way, I, I swear to you, I wasn't planning on this. You know how I was talking about Asian students? 
I could find a thousand Asian students who should be in Harvard who weren't let in because of Harvard's bigotry. This this tweet, as I'm talking, just got shared. I think it got shared by Andrew Sullivan. An Asian student with a 25% chance of admission to Harvard would have their chances of admission increased to 36% if they were white, 75% if they were black, and 95%, uh, 75% if they were Hispanic, and 95% if they were black. That's crazy. What a bit of data. That's legit? That's real data? Picture that number, an Asian student with a 25% of chance of admission to Harvard would be nearly guaranteed entry if they were black. And of course, we're talking about test scores right there. You know we're talking about test scores. I don't know why we're arguing with each other. We're talking about the academics. So they're being kept out because they're Asian. Uh, Whole... Holy cow. I'm going to retweet Andrew Sullivan there so you can find it when you follow me on Twitter. And Sullivan's point is, this is systemic racism, period, from the left. Yes. Yes, it dang well is. It's it's not from me. Let's be clear. David Hogg took someone's spot who actually earned it they earned it with their grades david hogg was gifted it because he said the right things on the right subjects about the right people that made the other right people happy david hogg is a putz an ignorant nonsensical fool who is just desperate to be liked has no sense of decency nor morality, does not know right from wrong, does not know what the filibuster is, will gladly lie. Every step of the way, make things up, just put the words together to have the right level of of outrage because that's what Harvard has taught him to do. And that's what his parents taught him to do when he allowed that, when his parents allowed him to be abused by CNN and others. Say the right things and you'll be rewarded. Don't say the honest things. Don't say the true things. Don't say the valuable things. Don't say the things that are in your heart. And certainly don't ask questions. Say what we want to hear and you will be rewarded. And he got rewarded with fame. And he got rewarded with Harvard. Not those hardworking Asian kids. They got kicked in the face. And told you, go to Columbia if you're. By the way, who would really go to Columbia these days? Holy hell! You know what? I I got I, I I apologize to the University of Michigan. Go blue. It'll be. I'll use Columbia from now on. Columbia will be my my example, my go-to. That that's much better. Anybody who takes David Hogg seriously is an unserious person. And if your college kids do, pull them out of college. You'd be helping them. To a great extent. I'm Tony Katz. Joe Biden set to speak about the winter plan for COVID-19. My plan involves bourbon and a cigar. And possibly another cigar and then another bourbon. A steak somewhere in between. And then, of course, 
a cigar and a bourbon. Oh, by the way, I've got a book coming out. I will get to it. The obscenity of Ocasio-Cortez. And what did I want to talk about, Producer Ari? I don't remember. Oh, good Lord. You're going to have to go back and remember because we've got to talk about it. And the socialist of Arizona State University, my alma mater. Well, I didn't graduate. So is it an alma mater? I'm not sure. And when Joe Biden speaks, we will bring it to you because oh, we got to hear it. I'm Tony Katz.